So I think when it comes to insecurity, not that we shouldn't be showing empathy towards people who have insecurities. Mm -hmm. I just think that insecurity is a little bit more insidious than we realize when it comes to relationships. So like I was in a relationship with somebody who was very insecure. They cheated on me. (laughs) Whoop. I was in a relationship with somebody who was really insecure. They became incredibly possessive. And you might be like, Samantha, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm not a perfect person. When it comes to family members, when you're around people who are insecure, they can project onto you big time Mm. about things that they never accomplished in their childhood. Now they're making you try to accomplish it. Absolutely. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Blunt. I'm Jess. I'm Sam. And today we're talking about, gosh, so much, but more specifically, insecurities. Ooh. I think a lot of people uh, don't realize how insecurities play a massive role in our lives and how intermingled they are yeah. with everything like with every single yeah it's like we were we were kind of discussing before the episode started like it's the root of so much it's the root of projection it's the root of jealousy Mm -hmm. it's the root of being possessive it's the root of being controlling um and obviously there can be other you know things uh that that lead to it but being insecure about particular things i feel like really bubbles up in a way um that we don't realize and there's so much that we there's so much work that we all have to do um because i mean when we're talking about attachment styles you know you can only be as secure as possible if you're surrounded by a bunch of insecure people there's only so much you can do Mm. (laughs) right yeah absolutely right so that again comes back to really thinking long and hard about the people that you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. friendships relationships it will and that kind of goes back to our other previous episodes and talking about surrounding yourself with the right people and how um, unless you've actually done some work or at least had some eye-opening experience you might not even know you're surrounding yourself with exactly. the quote-unquote I mean I don't want to say wrong people but I want to say people that aren't necessarily the best for yes uh, yeah. or like you for example may end up in situations where you're um you know taking things personally and not mm-hmm. understanding where that person is coming from right right so I think that's what makes it really really difficult and I think the thing is too is we you know we're not saying that like you can't have insecurities like that's normal but I think it's more about identifying your own insecurities how's it how it plays a role in your own life and how you end up kind of reacting to things Mm -hmm. I think and then also the insecurities of people around you because if someone if people around you don't have say emotional intelligence or they're Mm -hmm. insecure then they will be kind of looking at you to regulate their own emotions and pick Uh. up on things and do things that you don't even necessarily know right right so for example i I know that if I do something, you'll come to me and tell me. Yes. Right? Because, you know, I have fears of resentment. Yeah. Right? So I need to recognize it in myself of knowing that I need to try and surround myself with people who are emotionally intelligent to be able to bring me their emotions, their qualms, whatever, and not put these things on me that I don't even know exist. Exactly. Which I think a lot of people um, either assume or expect and uh, don't even realize you don't realize what other people are thinking until they communicate it with you. Um, But I do want to revert back to the beginning of this episode because you had said a few different things that I think we should expand a bit more (laughs) on. Um, Talk to me about that and go through the couple of relationships you'd mentioned and kind of how insecurity played. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think firstly, I need to take accountability for myself and know that my own insecurities kept me in those Mm. relationships. Right. Right. So if I felt more secure in myself, more secure in being okay to be alone, in um, knowing that I deserve a better partner than that, uh, in knowing myself and standing up for myself and setting boundaries, holding people accountable and letting the consequences come as they may, Mm then I wouldn't have been necessarily in those situations. And I'm not blaming myself, but I have to take accountability for myself because I was a part of it too. It takes two to tango. Mm. It's interesting you say that because for me, you did what you could with the information you had at the time. But I think both exists. Right. Ah, yes. As an emotionally mature person, I can have mixed emotions. So I can take accountability yeah. for my place in it and know that I did what I could with the information that I had. And that's yeah. something that I say to myself often. And I think that you should consider saying to yourself, yeah. uh, listeners and Jess, uh, because it's 
you you do the best and even if you're like well i you know i had more information and i didn't take action on it okay well it's 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 a lesson learned right right um and i think a big part of all of this is and and jess and i were talking about this today and it's something we mention all the time and empathy without boundaries is Mm self-destruction and that was a big one for me in, in a relationship that i was in that was definitely quite possessive where they felt, um, you know, actually in our, in our last episode, we were talking about red flags that we used to think were good <laughs> that we now know are not. And because this person was so into me, that sort of like squashed all my insecurities. And I was like, oh, they like me. This feels safe. Because I've experienced infidelity, this feels very good. Right. This feels like the complete opposite of what I've, of what I've known. And now I feel good and safe that this person's freaking obsessed with me. Right. That doesn't right. make sense. You just, it, ma- you just met me. Right. But it also played into uh, probably past experiences. Again, we, we've we talked about, you know, childhood yeah. and meeting, meeting that. Yes. Um, it probably triggered some of those emotions and made you feel comfortable. Exactly. It made right? me feel very safe and knowing that, okay, I, it felt like a, it was like a false sense of control. Yeah. I was like, because it's up to me now to pick them back because they've already right. picked me, right? right? But now I know that, so, so for example, the person I'm dating now, we had had a conversation about, we were talking about like our first date basically. Mm-hmm. And our first day, like in the first five minutes, like they, <laughs> they're fucking a sassy bitch. Okay. <laughs> There's so much like me. And I was like, what if I had walked out? What if I walked out? Cause you gave me fucking attitude. And they were like, well, I mean, I don't, I didn't know you. So like, wh- what am I going to do? And I'm like, you wouldn't have chased me. No, they were being themselves. And yeah. Yeah. They were like, I was like, you wouldn't have chased me if I walked out. And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, I'm like, what? I'm like, I know that I said you shouldn't be obsessed with me from the beginning. But like, how dare you not chase after me? Right. Love me. Right. So it's like, but yeah, like that's kind of normal. Yeah. Right. Well, it's also conditioning too. Yes. We're conditioned to believe, you know, the the, savior, the, you know what I mean? And the pull and pull and the chase and the, you know, sorry, the push and pull. I think I said pull and pull. Yeah. Um, But that kind of goes also to your conversation that we were talking about, about texting. Yeah. And how like, if you feel like texting someone. Yes text them yes. why are we playing these mind yes. games i refuse yes no 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 more yeah gone anyway sorry let's re- we'll, yes re- yes let's so back. so yeah. yeah so basically because this person was super insecure and and they did have feelings for me mm-hmm. i don't i don't um you know uh, diminish that but because of their own past traumas and different things like that they were like wow I'm basically in love with you from the beginning, held on to me so tight and it ended up kind of self-sabotaging because there was nothing I could do to prove them wrong that I did like them and I did, they were constantly, as my therapist said, constantly looking for proof that I didn't like them Mm. and they were doing things that pushed me away. Right. Okay, can we give some examples? Uh, yeah. So, for example, early in the relationship, uh, they had texted me something flirty. Yeah. And I didn't get back to them. Yeah. Um, I think it was a voice note. And at the time, my phone didn't save the voice notes. And I didn't respond to it. And then I messaged them later about something else. I don't, I think I just didn't really feel particularly comfortable responding. It was new. Yeah. You just left it. I just left it. Yeah. And we were talking about something else later. Then they send like a reply to the voice message. And they're like, I'm not going to put myself out there if it's not going to be responded to. Mm. And first of all, you put yourself out there because you want to. You're yeah. not doing it for a reaction. Of course, it's nice. Of course, you can right. evaluate and, and and think, oh, this isn't the reaction I was expecting or it's a good one or it's a bad one, whatever. But you put yourself out there because you want to. Right. Right. So as a grown woman, I picked up the phone and said, yeah. <laughs> hi, what, what's going on? I don't I don't understand. Because yeah. also the voice message had deleted and I couldn't even tell what they were responding to. Right. OK. And they're like, well, you know, like I flirted with you, blah, blah, blah and you didn't say anything back. And I'm like, well, either I didn't want to or I forgot. Yeah. And then we've been texting for like another hour or two. Like, I didn't even realize anything was wrong. Yeah. You're just supposed to tell me what happened. Yeah. Right. You can be like, hey, like, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the appropriate response would have been. I like me personally, if I flirted with someone, they didn't say anything back. And then they kept texting me. I would just be like, yo, yo, yo. I just said something sexy. Like, yeah. why aren't you? Mess- yeah. You know what I mean? Like, make a joke out of it. Yeah. Address it. Whatever. It doesn't need to be like not in a passive aggressive way Um, because I wouldn't have that reaction to somebody not replying to my flirty text message because I'm not putting that expectation on them because I feel secure in that piece. Right. Yeah. So this was their insecure of she didn't respond. Therefore, she doesn't like me. Right. That's connecting. And then they're acting out. That's the anxious attachment style. Mm. Right. And they're doing something then that pushes me away by treating me that way. Right. Right. 
oh my goodness we've got sadie here and she's chewing on like a, i don't know horse hip or something like what is it <laughs> i don't know what it is i don't know what it just is some kind but of if gross... you do hear some 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 grinding or like in the background it is city tuner sam was like sam from the by the way sam from the beginning this is off topic but sam from the beginning was like okay no she can't be like chewing on this disgusting bone uh during during our show and i'm sitting here going well i mean she's being such a good girl yeah, she's i don't like, well, put her in the crate she's like she she needs to chew it i'm like you're in control here put it away no uh, and also her. like i love also pat. i'm not in control here it's my dog i'm she's team pets there. yeah i know my cats run my life um but yeah so that's kind of an example yeah. of that so it's like if you he, here's i guess the the takeaway here is let's say you're dating somebody new it's a calculated risk oh yeah you might get your feelings hurt and you in my opinion let people show you who they are mm -hmm. right and let the situation play out and try not to control it so much you only have control over yourself yeah. so let's say i texted someone and i didn't get the response i would just like i said maybe reply to it and be like why are you leaving me hanging right yeah. because then when we got on the phone they said something about me being a girl from tinder as if that was their expectation right and i was like okay you're telling me that you worship and adore me but now that you've got your back up and you're feeling insecure now you're starting to react inappropriately and say things that you shouldn't be in my opinion fucking saying to me right and i i do and now i've been reduced to a girl from tinder yeah it's like it's not shout out to jess saying the scum of the earth is on tinder <laughs> last episode listen i feel like i gotta call down a little bit for saying that what i'm saying is there were some responses on our reels over on oh my gosh we didn't even say yeah i know pretty blunt. i was thinking about it but we got into the groove so yeah pretty blunt pod podcast there we put put some reels up yeah and uh we were talking about the tinder thing and some people were like i met someone on tinder seven years ago i'm like listen okay first of all i think this is let's call it you being insecure because they were not calling you out we were talking about different dating apps and you said that the scum of the earth is on tinder you're allowed to believe that but other people who started dating six or seven years ago before there was all these other apps that's not unlikely Listen, i'm permanently scarred from sam's fans okay <laughs> i'm permanently scarred i the pitchforks are out they're like who is this you're random being insecure it's not random true. woman sitting beside sam you know it is i had someone literally watched a 15 second reel <laughs> who watched a 15 second reel and was like mm, i know you and sam might be best friends but just remember that sam's like this and i'm like but ah. also they're putting something on me because if i felt that you were interrupting me or doing something i would tell you right well, so you they're putting what? something on me thinking that stop I'm interrupting gonna, me <laughs> i'm gonna be too nervous to say something i am insecure yeah i was about to say let's talk about your insecurities oh, now oh god why why don't <laughs> why, why don't we you just um, made me divulge so much like let's go come on i yeah there's i mean there's a lot to unpack i feel a lot of the times um insecurities stem from childhood uh we've chatted about that on previous episodes but my biggest thing with growing up is there is a very finite moment although you can't really pinpoint it it's when you almost become aware of everything around you yeah and that awareness is the embarrassment of others the opinion of others mm -hmm. uh really it becomes about your peers yes and like comparing yes lots of comparison lots of um just judgment and and, yeah. and not doing things for yourself you're almost in the thought process of what are other people going to think about me yeah it's part of the loss of innocence and i think and and i also think it's part of the loss of uniqueness mm. right we're celebrated for being unique and then there becomes a point where you need to be like everybody else like i remember i need these shoes i need this right. i need this is what's cool this is what's cool yeah absolutely uh and for me i mean that probably happened in i mean definitely around grade four i was bullied and i want to preface this because i know a lot of people have been bullied and i'm not saying my experience is worse or less or anything like that but it was very traumatic for me can i say something no i'm just showing <laughs> you go ahead i want to preface i want to respond to what you're saying in like to, to stop invalidating yourself so justin and i were having this conversation today just about language and how we talk about ourselves how we talk about things someone's always had it worse someone's always had it better mm. right so if somebody gets their back up because you said you were bullied and they were bullied worse that's a them problem you're not you're not coming out and saying i've experienced the worst bullying in the world you're saying right. this, this is just your yeah. story you don't need to preface it with anything right, right. um so yeah <laughs> I was bullied. Did I just bully you <laughs> um, there? No, no. But <laughs> I, be yeah. nicer to yourself. I was, I was 
bullied uh lots and lots and lots of stories that I could unpack there but I will leave it at the fact that I was bullied quite badly and um during the time of me being bullied my again my dad was an alcoholic he got a DUI at the time uh, I am then also going to soccer I was playing soccer probably two or three times a week because mm. it was competitive yeah uh, my dad was my coach so I'm on the days that I have practice and stuff I'm not even experiencing my dad as my dad he's coach he's right. not he's not my daddy's coach um even on weekends games and stuff like that like there was no dad element right and then you know the other half of the time I'm thinking about coming home with my mom and my sister and immediately I would know if if he wasn't home within like 15 to 20 minutes like 6 six thirty, he was probably at a bar and my mom was uh, calling and I can just hear it so clearly like where are you Paul like I can just hear it so clearly it's almost even thinking about it is like yeah. oh like gosh yeah. I'm sure we all have moments like that yeah right? it brings it up yeah and so I'm dealing with all of this at that time and um it it was really the beginning of probably where most of my insecurity started but the first notice of something that I was actually something was quote-unquote wrong with me was we had a soccer interview process like almost like a review and I was sitting with both the coaches one of them being my dad obviously and they had told me I lacked confidence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is at the same time I'm being bullied to shit at school. Right. So now I'm I'm coming back from a bullied bullying, and not supported. Not not supported. At school with your family. Not not supported at all. Um, also, I think I just didn't even talk to my parents. I was about, about to it. ask, did you tell them? Right. No. And because there's two things there. It's first of all, you didn't tell them, but also what's kind of sad and not, not to put blame on anybody, but it's like you weren't in an environment where it felt safe to do that. No, I think the focus also was on my dad. Yeah. Even yeah. though and you don't want to add to problems. Perhaps. No, 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 no. I, I definitely. Oh, that's yeah. actually interesting. Why are we uncovering I'm, something? I'm now? unpacking something a little bit here for you because we had a conversation earlier today where you were talking to somebody and I was like, listen, the way you're describing yourself as not wanting to be a burden, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. That's this. That's what's happening in your childhood. Uh, this is I and and again in invalidating yourself and saying I wasn't bullied the worst. So it's mm. like, I wasn't bullied the worst. I, I don't want to be a burden. You're like lessening your, first of all, your experience. And like not, when we talk about me having having things about taking up space, that's taking up space, mm. right? So you're like, I don't want to add into the the family problems by talking about me being bullied because dad is doing X, Y, Z. Right. And then it sort of shows up now in the same way of like, when you have something on the go that makes you upset, you retract and retreat into solitude mm. to not burden anybody else mm. well uh your invoice will be in the mail yeah <laughs> five hundred dollars an hour <laughs> Jeez, that expensive <laughs> bam sam god damn it's not cheap baby um yeah sorry, I, sorry I, I, I know just, no I just no that connect, is, connected some dots there that is a very big connection and even more so my mom is not in touch with her emotional side so the support that i even um could have got from her wasn't a safe space to open up with but emotionally um the her way of processing is not uh yeah you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we talk about be- my brain is a 5,000 piece puzzle. Yeah. Fill your cup. Everybody just has different ways of being comforted and filled up. And like, just like, I mean, I know you have t- a little bit of tears in your eyes yeah. right now. I do too, because I can relate. And I, uh, I know. Oh, <laughs> I knew I literally, before I even talked to you about what I wanted this episode to be, I was like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I got my period yesterday too. Like, so Godspeed okay. to everybody. But I on it, like literally just, I haven't felt comforted till I met you. I've never felt so validated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And comforted and just so seen and heard um, until our friendship, you know? And um, it's so meaningful to me. So thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like oh my god and like it's it's strange because you sit here and like our families are 
you know, we're told that our families are supposed to be that support yes. system. And like my family has been a support system yes, in so yeah. many different ways. Yeah. Um, but. And, and every, you know, one person can't be everything to you. No. Right. No. And my mom's way of supporting me just wasn't, I think, the support that I needed at the time. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, you talk about, you're like, oh, my mom dropped off this. She picked up this. Oh, she gosh, needs to make sure I have this. Like, that's how she shows up for you. Yeah, right. And she, making yes. sure you have the necessities of life, even though you've moved out and you're 28 years yeah. old. And every time, I, like, I mean, I take paper towel from here because you're like oh, yeah. yeah my mom went to Costco I'm like sick my mom's always she is she's always thinking about me and I have such an appreciation that I didn't have before yeah now that I understand that exactly. that is her way of showing her love for yeah. me her way of showing love isn't to sit down and be like I mean I called her the other day I was having a really off uh, like yeah. week and uh she was like oh like you know what's what's going on and I was like I'm just having a really off day yeah she's like oh okay and like yeah it's not a it can be hard when that yeah. happens because then it feels like there's like a literal hole in your heart like I understand that to the deepest degree yeah and I think that's where we go back to you know doing the work and and having this knowledge is very helpful when you start dealing with other people because yes. then your expectation changes and you can appreciate the little things that they do do yeah. and know that this is what I'm going to get I need to accept that I need to sort of grieve yeah that it's not going to be what I imagine what it's not in the movies or whatever it is or what I see my friends and uh, you know other family members whatever it is getting but this is what it is yeah it's like their depth is different yeah their way of showing is different and really it 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 just part of you we and we chatted about this the other day part of you has to mourn yeah but the other part of you, it's like it's acceptance, it's mourning, it's appreciation. It's this whole encompass of feelings that you sit here with yourself and you go, OK, I'm never going to get yeah. the quote unquote support that I really feel I need. Yes. And like saying that to my parents, they'd be like, what? like, yeah, what do you mean? Like, we love you. We support. Mm-hmm. And I, that's like, I know you guys do. Yeah, I know you guys do. Um. It's just not in the way that I... It's like speaking different languages. Yeah. You know, and there's no ill intent. Yeah. Um, if anything, the intent is so pure and positive. It is. Right? Oh, yeah, it But is. it's like, it's just, you're just not going to get there. Yeah. And it's, it sucks. And it's yeah. like, you know, we had this conversation. We were talking about our families last week or whenever we were discussing it. And it sucks because it's going to suck forever. Mm. And yeah. I think that's part of like finding, you know, and I don't like to say like chasing happiness, but like finding peace Mm -hmm. is knowing that these things are always going to exist and there's never going to be like a moment of like full relief of it all came together it's just learning to I don't say like learning to live with it necessarily like it's you know really bad but it's just like learning to navigate these situations knowing these things and then also truly building your support system and being very careful and intentional with who you have in your life and learning because you can't pick your family but you can pick your friends exactly (laughs) but and also in a in conjunction with that it's like picking your friends but also picking yourself yes and learning how to love yourself and yeah. giving yourself the love validate you yourself need. and that's the hard I mean that's the hardest part though yeah that's and, the and hardest part that's the hardest part and that's why you know like we make the joke all the time that we go to therapy because other people don't um, and they have that impact in you but if we all loved ourselves a little more if we were all a little bit more secure we wouldn't have such jealousy and comparison mm-hmm. and contempt and controlling and all of these things yeah right because yeah. if we're saying it, it, it all kind of boils down to insecurity a lot of the time. Um, like I said, with this person that I was dating, there was nothing I could have said to them to relieve them of their own insecurity because they had work to do on their own. Yeah. Right. So it's just like we just weren't going to get there. It's one of those things that you feel alone in the in the process of it. And especially when it comes to growing into your adulthood and seeing how much of it affects your day to day. Yeah. Um, that for me, like, again, we talk about it all the time. Once you see it, you can't unsee yeah. it. Yeah. You just can't unsee it. And it's like, it, it is a power though, to be able it to is. see it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you yeah, feel like is. you're getting the bigger picture when other people can't. And that is such a big part yeah. of not taking things personally in interactions with humans. Yeah. Go into it as an observer yeah right go into these situations where you know you're going to be dealing with people that make you feel a particular way as an observer 
and, and remove yourself from it yeah. a little bit. Lots of these insecurities over my life have have translated into my relationships uh my friendships um my eating disorder which that's a whole nother topic um and it's just become an overwhelming um actually the conversation that I want to have with you that I was like I don't want to tell Sam what we're talking about because I was feeling insecure and Sam's gonna be like what what do you mean yes Sam I was feeling insecure do tell um so Sam is a kick-ass content creator okay she works herself to the fucking bone sometimes um but she's just into the hospital twice into the hospital <laughs> but she is one of the most hard-working people i've ever known i can't even look at her because like it, literally like it it fucking she's a rock star and um sometimes i can get insecure with myself because me and sam have both been going through this process of self-development and there it, there's no it's not a rat race. It's not a, uh, there's not an end and there's not, you are further than another person. That's not how I feel about it. But Sam, you know, you know, I see her, she's up. She like, she came over today. She's like, I got this video done. I got that done. I got this done. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm like, You're yes, like, good yes, for yes, you. yes. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm struggling because there's this part of me that's so fucking stoked and excited and proud. Yeah. And then this other part of me, the insecure part that says, well, Jess, you're a piece of shit because you didn't get up and do that. You mm. could barely get out of bed the other day. And like, right. you should have done a reel this morning, but you decided you to sleep in again. You yeah. decided to do this. And like, um, so I've been struggling a lot with that recently um, because I feel like Sam has made tremendous strides specifically over the last three months than she has. I mean, in two years, she's done a lot of work. But the last three months, I've seen major, major strides. And um, and she's doing the work. And I, and, and I am too. Yeah. But it's it can be very, very... Um, that stems also from your personal insecurities as well. And it can be hard when you're seeing other friends. This can kind of leak into let's put content creation aside because obviously we talk yeah. about work a lot but you're seeing your friends get married you're seeing right. your friends get engaged you're yes. seeing all buying a house yes. all of these advances yep. and you feel Again, behind comparison yes and i think a lot of it is even though in your head you don't feel like you're comparing yeah you can't help but you just can't help but do it yeah. you know you just, yeah it's human you nature yeah. it's human nature it. i think a big part of all of this is just like recognizing that you're having this emotion and then not beating yourself up over yeah. having the emotion. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it, it hurts because you are wanting so much of your friends. Like you're wanting so much to see your friends succeed yeah. and grow and do all of these things. But then there's that weird, I don't want to say this is for lack of a better term, but that resentment, yep. you know, and seeing your other friends progress and stuff. And you're like, well, fuck like I'm not doing that why can't I do that right. why can I not do that but then of course I'm telling Sam about you know um the the little bit of my past weekend and how it's been struggling and Sam's like all right so Tuesday we're getting together we're calling the doc yeah. we're gonna get these things checked off and um you know now I'm setting up an appointment with next week see what see what we can uh, get set up in terms of talking with someone because I think what I haven't necessarily done is looked into talking to someone specifically about what traumas I have yeah. actually experienced I've opened up and I've I've talked somewhat but it's more been about my insecurities in terms of self-worth I haven't actually knocked down the pegs yeah, and where the it root. started from yeah which I think is the biggest um I think that's where the biggest healing will actually happen um but yeah it, it just it sucks that you grow up and you're 20 and does it does it ever fucking stop no you just <laughs> no you just learn how to live no. with it you learn how to live with it you learn you learn <laughs> how to live with it listen I have I have insecurities I have insecurities too right mm. ours just happen to be a little bit different yeah right yeah so there's tons of things that I look at in you that I'm like I wish I had that mm. right and right now it's a sensitivity and a sore spot for you with work because yes. you are trying to figure those things out yeah right 
And we can have almost the same insecurities and have different reactions to it, mm. right? So I suffer a little bit more from anxiety, I think. You're a little bit more depression. I Fuck if I know at this right? point. I think... Well, I, yeah. here's why I say I that. Because anxiety because my, with depression. Yeah, like, so my anxiety leads me to then be hypervigilant, to work myself to the bone, to do those things, mm. right? And push me to that, to a point where literally... I was hospitalized twice last year. Right. There was other things, but like definitely was a part of it. Right. But for you, your body and the way you react is you shut down. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, it's something kind of interesting to, to look at because everybody just reacts differently mm. to different things. Right. And that's how it is. Right. And that's why mental health is, is so complex is you can have similar things going on, but two different reactions. It's why you grow up in the same family and one person can yeah. go on to do a whole bunch of things and the other person yeah. might not. And it all stems from different, not even different, you know, personalities and such, but it just stems from different ways of. I, I just want to say, I think, too, when it comes to comparing people in your age group, people in your life, I think it's really important to think about what you actually want. Oh, yeah. Like, because, I don't want to be married. Right. <laughs> right. right. I'm going to see you watching people go. Well, I don't because be like married. I when I was in a relationship, I was looking at other people being like, wow, their boyfriend's so great. Wow. This. Oh, they have that. Blah, blah, blah. And then now that I'm single and I have a different perspective, I'm looking at some of the relationships that I used to be like, wow, those look like great relationships. And I'm like, <laughs> no. No way. I don't want to live like that. Yeah, no. Or I go home and I talk to no. friends who are married with kids. I'm like, well, that sounds horrible. They're like, you know, yeah. you have less sex when you get married. And yeah, there's no one to watch the kids. And oh, yeah. I'm miserable. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. I bought myself a piece of cake last night and ate myself sick on wings and nachos. Can I say what bugs me the most about specific? Okay, I'm calling out people with children right now. <laughs> okay, but just know you called out Tinder last time. Now you're calling out kids. No, so just, gonna, just prepare listen, yourself. Listen, listen. Prepare yourself. The people with children, okay? If you have ever been said to someone who is single, uh, who doesn't have kids or who isn't married, have you ever said to them, oh, you can't, you can't be exhausted. Mm. You don't know what it's like yeah. to have two kids running about. It's like, no, you absolutely can be exhausted and not have children. Well, here's my thought. I know exactly what it's like to have two kids running around, and that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is well. That is well. Because I know that I want to be half-ass naked on my couch at 2 p.m. on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah deep into a housewives marathon yeah. yeah and probably take a little afternoon nappy yeah. little nippity nap but i just don't like the invalidating yeah and, and i fully agree you work hard or you, you, you don't understand yeah. the, the, and it's also like you chose it yeah so then that but that is their own insecurity and thinking everybody feels like the grass is greener yeah right on yes. the other side yes um so I, I think that that's really really important in like looking at insecurities and what you feel insecure about and thinking do I even want what the other person has is it just society mm -hmm. telling me that am I just sort of uh, uh chasing that but I think I, I want to com come back to what you were talking about and firstly I want to ask you um in looking at me uh and and what I'm doing is there something that's Physical, like that is what's stopping you from say working at the level that you think I'm working at. The first thing that comes to mind is depression, but like yeah, which uh, is like I don't know how what it is. It's an illness or uh, um, uh, uh, what would it be like a diagnosis? But that's a that's a medical thing. It's like being like Samantha's running a marathon and mm -hmm. I've got a broken leg. Yeah, yeah. And be like heal your leg, then we'll start training. Yeah, actually, that's a really, really solid way to put it. Um, it's 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 this weird um, combination of feeling so proud and feeling um, inspired. Um, and then I think the, you know, we talk about child, you yep. know, I think it's also my inner child is coming to me and going like, mm, you could be like that, but you're not. Because yeah. you're lazy and because you don't want to work that hard and because you da 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 and then my brain spirals right. into. So it's actually, it's met with this inspiring, oh my gosh, Sam's killing it. Sam's doing this. So happy. Amazing. And then it's the that second voice that's coming in and tearing me down being like, 
oh, and like, guess what? She's doing that and you're not. Right. But I, not. I don't suffer from depression. Mm. But it, that could also be, I mean, again. And it, I've also taken the steps, if we want to go back to the running analogy, I've been training for this. Yeah. Right. So I got to a point where I did have to take a three, four month yes. break. I took an incredible hit to my salary. Yeah. And because I was working myself so hard because my anxiety was kind of making me go the other way and, and not acknowledge any of my feelings and not slow down because mm-hmm. I couldn't spend any time alone with myself to the point where then I was hospitalized twice. I went to a mental health hospital and got some help as well. Mm-hmm. Then I got medicated on two different types of medication. I was seeing a psychiatrist and a psychotherapist. Right. Right. That's how I got here today. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's and right. Yeah. So it's like for me not to be like be logical about it, but it's like those are the steps I took to be able to get back to work right. and to do what I'm doing. So you took a step for that today. You called. Yeah. You made an appointment. You're talking to somebody. And I think that's really important. And I think you need to um, credit yourself more at, um, uh, at doing that. It's not it's not easy to ask for help. It's not easy. And, and especially when it comes to mental health, it's not recognized and it's not validated in the same way. And I have to tell you, when I went into that hospital, I went to CAMH here in Toronto and it was so validating for me because I went in and I was doing the same thing you were doing of my life is not that bad right? Yes, I went through a a really, really hard breakup. Yes, I've had these other things happening. But I, you know, I have an apartment in downtown Toronto and I run my own business and I'm living my dream. So who am I to say, right? And then I go in and I'm talking to nurses and doctors and psychiatrists and they're like, wow, that sounds really hard. And I'm like, it does? It does? What? Because I'm invalidating myself completely for what I was going through. And then just even hearing them say that, I felt immediately better Mm. the next day. And I think the thing is, it's you need to give yourself more credit for taking those small steps. And I mean, I used to say these, say this in my, like, this was kind of more when I was talking about weight loss and, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to get into that too much because I have some regrets for how I approach that online. But what I used to say was like, people won't, won't start things because they think what they're doing is not enough. Mm. Right. So then if you don't start it, first of all, you'll never finish it. But I used to say, you know, if you're eating 20 Big Macs a day, and now you eat 19, that's an accomplishment. Right. You have to do it at your own pace because if you don't, you're not going to do it. Everybody can find something to be jealous about yeah. in each other, right? Everybody. Kim Kardashian might be jealous of me in some way. Maybe. She should be. Kim not working hard enough. Yeah, right? No one works. Like she's probably jealous that I can take a 2 p.m. Saturday nap. She probably can't do that. Which, by the way, I can't believe that they're even still working when they have so much money. Like, they have to have some kind of complexes that they're still working. Like, yeah. they don't have to. I know. But so. They, they want to stay relevant, I guess. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's part of the fame. Right. But. but anyways. But I think you need to credit yourself more for just taking that step today. I think that's really, really important. It's very brave. And we've talked about this before um, in that in the book about adult children of emotionally immature parents. I think this is where I got it. Um, But uh, taking action on behalf of yourself relieves feelings of helplessness. Yeah. So there's there's um, you can't be so hard on yourself if you're if you're not taking the steps. So it's like either you just be depressed and you sit in it and don't be so fucking hard on yourself for being depressed and just let yourself stay in bed all day mm-hmm. right i've done that or i'm gonna take the steps and see how it goes yeah right because you you're allowed to to be upset and and take the time and and depression is a I, i'm i'm saying it's a disease i'm not quite sure what it would be qualified as but it's it's an illness it's so you, you, you it's it. mental illness in it <laughs> so you you need to treat yourself as if you have the flu as if you have a broken leg you wouldn't be so hard on yourself being like heal 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 if you haven't been to the doctor to to take care of it i just like i think i sit here and like let me I, say one more thing yes and a gigantic part of my healing journey has been you has been you the only reason I'm here is because of you. So the the value that that has had in my life is just absolutely immeasurable. I wouldn't have been able to do the work in the way that I have and had it be validated and have it be so um, 
precious and important without you and that's so valuable and it's not only is it not a burden it was like took all the burdens off of my shoulders and allowed me to be here today so I thank you for that and I want to be there however I can for you and I will be I just um I feel like uh given like our job yeah and given like everything that obviously like I've grown up with and has happened and whatnot and constantly hearing like I mean a simple thing from the other day is like I feel very insecure about um I think a lot of a, a lot of people can relate to feeling insecure about how you look like that's yes, a really like just basic example yeah and me talking about that and then having one of your friends say like how could Jess ever look at herself yeah and like think that she's like not good enough yeah and like um I think the thing with mental health is the sheer fact that I don't know the reason why I think that way yeah you know like I feel like I have really really good days and I've gotten so so much better than I ever have been like and I and I do recognize that I have gotten better but now that the highs are so high because I'm you know I I, I'm like yes I'm on it I can do it now the lows feel even lower yeah right because it's like you feel like you're like fuck I made all this progress and you just feel like you've been sucked down into a a fucking black hole again yeah but it's not it's not a linear process and I think also the thing is is again like I said learn to live with it maybe just know that that's the way your body and your mind operates is that you can operate at a really high level and then sometimes you have really low lows and just sink into it yeah because I do that with myself of I know that for example, I'm very, very productive in the mornings. Mid-afternoon, Samantha doesn't do anything. And I used to beat myself up about that. But instead, now I get most of my work done by noon. Then I'll fuck off for a couple of hours. And then I might do some more in the evening instead of beating myself up. And and honestly, reflecting me, like, I feel so grateful that I'm able to do this. Because I remember when I worked in an office, 2 p.m. hits and I'm like, let me go mix my hot chocolate and coffee together. It's the only thing that keeps me fucking going, right? So allow yourself like this Sunday. Monday, stay in bed all day right fuck it you could have called me invite me over and i'll make you lunch clean your toilet or whatever you're gonna put me to work to <laughs> do so she had i don't have we've met have yeah. you mentioned that on here yeah sam has cleaned my toilet during black sure. history month oh my god you won't <laughs> let that go jeez and she bought me a pillow with black ladies on it i did it was i saw it and it I was so beautiful i couldn't leave it but um is my mascara still on um no yeah i mean it's running a bit yeah oh you got like that kind of like you know that music video with beyonce where she has like the cool black tears running down her eyes no we're both wearing the new mac mascara today um you fucking bitch you gotta throw in over wearing the new mac mascara (laughs) i'm I'm talking about youtuber that hurt i'm sad and crying she's like which by the way did you you guys heard about the new mac mascara that's out god damn it it's a um, spiky brush it, it is but actually it acquired... did you feel like you could hear it as it was going on your eyes no but i it was I, like crunchy to me like not like crunchy but like i was like i can hear it grabbing each lash i feel like really yeah oh like the text you could yeah hear yeah i mean yeah. Your lashes do look good thank you sam has great lashes anyways thank but you. um that's one thing i'm not insecure about is my lashes and my eyebrows oh what do you love about yourself <sighs> physically <laughs> god Jess, you're I... so fucking pretty. Do you understand how hot you are when we go out? Dude, the eyes on Jess. She's so hot. I always thought you were so hot. That's why I didn't know if we were going to be friends because I was intimidated by your beauty. Give me one physical, one not physical. I like my... See, it's hard because then I can, fi- I can find something that I like like and then I immediately am like, like, for example, I do like my nose, mm. but there's a specific angle that I don't like my nose. Oh. So then now when I look at photos and stuff, I yeah, like, you do have hate a cute that nose. Part. Then I'm like, oh, I like my teeth, mm. but I hate Great this teeth. tooth. Mm. <laughs> You're like, mm? what about your hair? Yeah. Uh, my hair is like basically kind of going through a rough patch right now. No, mine is. Mine's You're, falling yes, out because yes, yes. I was mentally ill. Yes. People were messaging me and be like, you should use less heat on your hair in like, my DMs. I'm like, I was in the hospital. <laughs> Please. Let me, li- let me at least have something here. God. Like, you don't know what's going on um, behind the scenes, people. 
I love my extra long toe. No, I don't. What about your eyes? Yeah, I guess. Beautiful color. Yeah, they're nice. You know, I like... Uh, Dude, you have the best fucking face in town. I, I like my overall i don't want to sit here and be like i don't yeah, like no. myself well, i do i just make i just there's a lot of not feeling good enough like i'll like something but it's like it's not good enough it's not good enough um but i do like you know i i like like there's days i look in the mirror and i'm like wow yeah i really like this about me and then also i try to um minimize the whole physical appearance thing yep. specifically because we work in the beauty industry well right? that's the thing like i know that people are like oh why are you talking about physical like <laughs> It matters. Like it crosses it does, your mind as a human being and I want to validate that that's a thing and it beauty does. standards exist and all that kind of stuff. The right? outside affects things. And my, in my opinion, I mean like it's I... It's just, it's part yeah. of it. Like it's not everything, but it's part of it. Yeah. It's, it's part not, of it. It's, and not it's not a multi-billion and dollar industry yeah. for no reason. It's foolish you know? to pretend that it's not a thing and it's mm-hmm. invalidating, mm-hmm. I think, to, to people. So, okay. And then what's something that you love about yourself just in terms of your personality or... I like just being as uh, I like being a bit of a goofball. I like that I'm yeah. uh, I I like that I can be a little bit uh, out there in mm-hmm. terms of like I'll meet someone in an elevator and I'm like, no, I just shit myself. Like yeah. I, I'm very much like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But in my head, I'm like, you know yeah. what? I really don't care because yeah. everyone shits themselves every once in a while. <laughs> Um, I haven't shit myself recently, but like... When was the last time? I'm, my poops... I already told you. I know, but like, I was when, like when did you <laughs> shit yourself last? Like, I, I know what's been going on oh, with your poops. Oh, uh, Christmas of... Was it last... It was last oh, year, the year before. Oh, you said not recently. That's recent. <laughs> and not Not this Christmas, but the Christmas before that. Oh, shit. I had a white... Literally. I had a brand new white tracksuit on. Oh. And I shit myself. I don't think I've shit myself. It's always wearing myself. white, by the way. As of late. You have it? No. I don't think so. Well, good. Honestly, good for you. The last time I remember shitting myself was in like grade six. Wow. That must be nice. <laughs> that must be nice to, to like you can barely remember the last time you shit well, like, I, I know that that was it. a significant time because I like had to call and go home and like I didn't tell anybody anyways okay I essentially have hemorrhoids now yeah so I it's know like, you did send me a voice note this weekend I, saying, and honestly I swear to god I would rather shit myself than barely be able to pass a poop like I I don't know the medication or whatever but maybe talk to your doctor about that as well <laughs> here I am I'm like I'm spilling We're everything just- <laughs> here and I'm like, I've got hemorrhoids. Just send, just send this got, podcast to which, your doctor. You know what? Which, by the way, a lot of people suffer from hemorrhoids, okay? I never said they didn't. A lot of people do. And I bought... Hemorrhoid validation. Uh, yeah. Everyone, if you have hemorrhoids, I understand. I very much understand. And even if you will not admit it outside, I will validate you right now. I'm the one sitting here being like, I have hemorrhoids and... You're just trying to get a Preparation H <laughs> sponsorship. Prep H, if you're interested. You know they're listening. They might be. Okay, so I have an idea. I want us to... This is something we've talked about doing for a long time, and we have never oh done. Oh, God, the, the letter? Yeah. Okay? Yes. So Jess and I had this idea, and I think it's a really good idea to do with your friends, to say to each other how we would describe each other to someone else. So I'm like... So mm. like a stranger. Yeah. Or like a, a friend of a friend. you be like, oh, you're going to meet Jess tonight. She's meh. Yeah. She's this. She's yeah. that. This is blah, blah, blah. Because I think that's, and and I don't know if we were having this conversation, but talking about how, um, I know I was talking to somebody about this recently, that we should be verbalizing this stuff uh, more. And the time it comes out is like at people's funerals or like a wedding oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yes. So I want the people around me to know why I love and appreciate them yeah. to their face while it's relevant. Yeah. They're like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're at a funeral and they're like, man, I should have always told yeah. them that I appreciated so much. And people a lot of the time don't do it maybe because they're insecure and it's hard. Well, a moment that really this that ties into this is um, there was someone on my soccer team. Actually, I'll give her a quick little uh, shout out. Her name's Amanda. She wrote a book, a children's book. Actually, we should link it. I'll link yeah. it. Great book. Um, has a lot of inclusivity. It's all about like getting active, moving as a kid. And she, when I say she literally the book, the illustrations inclusive of everyone. OK. And uh, I reached out to her because I was like, I'd love to buy two books, one for my parents and then one for back at my sister's place for the kids, because I know my sister would never buy a book like that. OK. <laughs> and I'm if I'm going to be the aunt, I'm going to be the aunt. You're that OK. Aunt. I'm going to be the aunt that like, I mean, they're going to come to. Can I say sure. what you just said to your little niece on the phone? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said something about my <laughs> mental health. And You're then my like, sister say was, hi to Auntie J. Yeah. She has mental illness. Yes. And then my sister was like, don't mention that. And I was like, shouldn't we? Though? Like, shouldn't like, shouldn't she know at a young age that like her aunt may be or may not be mentally ill? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it's not I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so if people say they don't have mental illness. I just assume they're not self-aware I everyone, and I trust them mental, the least. Yeah. 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 Everyone is mentally ill to yes. some to some degree. In this day and age, in this economy, you're telling me you're not mentally yeah. ill. You, you are, you are, <laughs> you are. And if you're if you're saying that you're not, you're probably a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosed. Go go get it checked out. Okay. But anyway, so we I, I bought this book, and when I met up with Amanda, um, she was talking to me about how um, oh, maybe I can't, maybe I shouldn't. I'll have to confirm with her if I can put this in. Yeah. I might have to bleep some stuff. Um, had a conversation. And when she was, I guess, a kid when we were playing soccer, her parents had split up. And uh, her mom wasn't really sure where she was going to get the funds. There was a lot of switching around going on, obviously, home and 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 dealing with, you know, having not only a relationship, but now, you know, yeah. explain to your kids that, you know, we're not going to be together. And so my dad ended up uh, either gathering the funds. I, I'm probably certain that he paid for it himself mm. um, and because he wouldn't go around being like, let's pitch in yeah. for this. He probably would have just paid, paid for, for it, it himself. But that her mom expressed to Amanda and said, after all of these years, that was one of the biggest helps because she got a normal part of yeah. her childhood. Like yeah. going to soccer and having that experience yeah. was it's this important. beautiful moment that she wouldn't have had if she hadn't kind of, you know, had yeah. reached out. And of course I call up my dad right away and I just wanted to say how much like that inspired me yeah. to, that I want to be that person for someone. I yeah. want someone years from now to go I had that one conversation with you and my god I really took it like yeah. this podcast I hope can bring that to some yeah. people yeah this I mean we've gotten similar this, feedback of yes like, of that it's been very validating yes. it feels like your inner thoughts it feels like the friends you didn't have um and that makes us so happy I mean I cried to Justin in a voice note about this last Saturday or something talking about like there's more than one voice note that we cry <laughs> it's like an everyday but also I want to say you are that person to me so like, don't go. F I'm getting insecure. I'm getting jealous. I'm like, uh, you're the you changed my life. Uh. When we went to the <laughs> we went to the Leaf game, and my parents were like walking off. Uh, they're like leaving for the night. I was like, I was like, she saved my life. <laughs> and like, of course, this like, is who saved my. My life. mom's probably sitting there like, I don't, I don't understand this. Nor do like I care. And I'm like, <laughs> as I'm like munching like a foot long hot dog. Oh God! But um, that was a that was for me very important for me to say that to my dad yeah that after all these years amanda's mom appreciates you so much yeah. and even though maybe she's obviously never said it i wanted to relay that message yeah um and me and even me and amanda had this kind of little teary-eyed moment it was just it was so yeah so precious very to hear impactful that. um and also just to know that my dad uh, had that impact on someone and i feel like that is you know i appreciate that side of me that is so much like my yes. dad of yeah. wanting to go out of you know your yeah. way to help someone and it's for no other you're not expecting anything back you're yeah. like I just want to help someone well to help someone. and I think honestly for both of you it's based in empathy and coming from a place of feeling like you didn't belong yeah. and not wanting someone else to feel that way absolutely and also I mean my dad grew up where yeah. he came home from boarding school and his family was split up yeah you know so um I mean that's a whole nother there another story that my dad should take to therapy dad <laughs> if you're ever fucking listening um but yeah like it's it's really is such a special connection that we can have with people if we were just more vulnerable if we were yeah. just more open and um you know crying fucking look at us we online. cried like just a bunch of times this episode okay she's always crying who me no me oh, oh. i mean we both are like, <laughs> yes. i thought you said she's always crying i was like excuse me she is always crying but though. i am we are I am. Okay. So want to do that cute thing where we say nice stuff to each other? Okay. Oh, we're doing it live. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should we? I guess. I'm not good, but just on the spot. Okay. Let's things. just like, just try a little bit. Okay. Right. Okay. So for example, I, I'm not going to lie though. It. I definitely will talk about you physically if I'm describing how like freaking beautiful you are. Oh. Like, so <clears throat> that's definitely part of it. And I don't want that to seem like, um, 
I don't know, superficial, but like, I think you're beautiful. So I would say uh, my friend Jess is coming. She is my absolute best friend. No one has ever made me feel so heard and seen and validated in my life. Something I've said to you before as well is that my expectations in romantic relationships has skyrocketed now that I know that there can be somebody out there who has made me feel this way. And this is not to diminish any other relationship in my life because there's tons of valuable ones. Mm -hmm. And I said this to you too, how multifaceted our friendship is has brought, brings me so much joy. I can come over here and we can sit in separate spaces and do work Mm -hmm. or be on TikTok or I can come over here like I did two Sundays ago when I was I was like I can't regulate my emotions I'm having a very very anxious day I came over here and you helped me make me feel better Mm. we can have we can go out and be absolutely foolish together and you know have have the best time (laughs) I know what you're thinking about (laughs) I know what you're thinking about can you please tell that story okay tell the story okay and also I want to the reason why I do want to tell the story is one because I want to get out of doing this live and actually write a letter <laughs> um, but two the story is so fucking hilarious so me and Sam <laughs> me and Sam <laughs> this is our first time ever going out like drinking together yeah and this episode is supposed to be about insecurities but man okay anyway so me and Sam go out first time going out side you know how have some drinks whatever feeling good feeling fine we go over this place called sweaty betty's and it's a very very welcoming bar uh very lgbtq plus i actually think i we need to update that because i think there's even more it's lgbtqia i believe qia and then two plus i think yes yeah okay anyway very very welcoming space and uh so we decided to go there we get in there's these three (laughs) i think you need to dial back in the night of you talking all night about your freaking spidey senses oh my god what if like so so so, like just very generally it's gonna be so long yeah very generally jess was like you know i'm having a weird feeling about tonight some of the people we're out with it's a little bit bizarre i'm just trying to keep an eye out for you blah blah blah. i was getting guys my intuition is never wrong and speaking after well you weren't wrong i was not wrong i was wrong in regards to like the I guess basis yes. of the issue but I was you picking up was on up. something was going on yeah. anyway um so I was picking up on all these little things and then we decided to go sweaty buddies okay this is near the nearing the end of the evening yes so there's these three guys at the bar and um Brendan Chase and Alex oh I don't or, I or Adam or something okay I don't remember yeah I don't I remember, remember the, the middle names. guy was Chase because I was like of course Brendan was good looking of course your name is Chase oh of course of <laughs> he was course. such a buzzkill um and so anyway so we're chatting <laughs> maybe they're listening because I did get that I did <laughs> subscribe I went on to Brendan's phone and subscribed to our YouTube channel. He probably from his immediately phone. unscribed, unsubscribed. Yeah, afterwards. and the other guy I subscribed on Spotify. Hey, we'll find out. Anyway, so <laughs> we show up there, we start, you know, having conversations, and then I don't know what decided this, but I was like, I am now a music producer because this guy is like, oh no, my friend creates music, and I'm like, great, let's have a listen. Yeah, and the middle guy is like, no, no, no absolutely not. We can't like let you listen to it you're gonna like steal the beat or something like that i was like what like what and then i just switched on to you know after a few tequilas you you you, are a music producer or at least i am yeah and so i was like listen this is a once in a lifetime opportunity (laughs) for you to be able to share with with someone your work you're not going to share with us. I don't know how I convinced him, but the guy in the like Chase's yeah. name was was adamant on saying like, yeah. no, I'm he not. He was acting like his manager. Stuff. Yeah, it was like it was it was uncomfortable. He was being yeah. the biggest buzzkill. Because we were all just like joking around, having fun. Yeah, Chase Buzz Killington, big yeah. big buzzkill, and so, insecure. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he finally lets us listen to it. Whatever, whatever. We start chatting with them a bit more. They start opening up a bit more, and now I'm speaking with this Brandon guy. Very very good looking. Yeah, well, at least was, I thought. Yeah, he was cute. Yeah. I thought he was a cutie patootie. And so Sam's chatting with Alex, the guy at the end. And I'm apparently, what Sam says is that I was looking directly at Samantha as this is happening. But she's like, she says that, sh- that <laughs> actually you tell us. Okay, so we're chatting. It's very like, I'm not flirting with him at all. Just being nice, trying to be wing woman for Jess. Yeah. 
So we're talking. Then immediately, it's like the light goes out of his eyes, and he becomes <laughs> the biggest <laughs> creep the in light. the world. And he starts like petting the back of my hair, and like, don't touch a woman's hair. Don't touch a black woman's hair. Okay. So he's petting my hair, and I'm like, ooh, this is getting weird. Then he starts nuzzling his face into my face. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, he does this. He's like his whole hand is like cupping the side of my head. And as this is happening, I'm like, OK, Jess, with your fucking spidey senses, we're one seat away at a bar. And I'm like, Jess, 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 because I'm like, I want to go. I feel unsafe. <laughs> Grabbing her face like this, Sam's Sam's like looking through his fingers on like over my eye, trying to get Jess's attention. And then I'm like, it's obviously not having. I didn't want to confront this guy. I'm like, I'm beyond this, so I just leave. She just walked. She looks at me saying, "We have to grab the bill and leave." Yeah, I'm like, like, let's go. We've got to go. And I'm like, what is happening? So I end up leaving. And then we, I walk out, and then Sam demonstrates to me exactly what's happening. She was like, Jess, you were looking. I can still remember the feeling of his beard on my. Uh, <laughs> on my face she's just and the way she described it was just a full-on yeah he was she was like just i was grabbing my skull i'm like he just grabbed she's my like, skull yeah, you were actually no no like it's not really funny is it on tiktok like no yeah. he really did it was such um, an overstep it was yeah. so uncomfortable like yeah. we joke through everything we joke about everything yeah but no you were actually touched it was gross it was very gross um, and um yeah it's the kind of thing where it's like unfortunately it's not uncommon no. and it was just really actually very creepy how he switched we were like having a joking yeah. blah blah conversation and then it was just like Zoom, and just his eyes changed his demeanor changed yeah. he stopped talking to me and just started touching me and you were like, uh, this is not the way that it was going to go, sir. No. We were just trying to have a wee lip to and laugh. And I'm not trying to date a musician um, of yeah, any sort. I mean, let, let alone Chase and his antics was just Yeah, and if you insane. surround yourself with people like Chase, you're done. You're done. <laughs> so I really love the idea of us writing these letters to each other to... Um, talk about how we would describe each other to people mm. because you know people say such great things about each other at funerals and i don't want to wait until oh then. yeah 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 yeah. they're up there and they're just like you changed my life do you remember that one time yeah you did this and they're like no they don't know it because they're dead yeah exactly not, uh, to be- <laughs> <laughs> not to be blunt but like, like you know yeah no i agree and i think it's it's a practice that i'm trying to do in my life and yeah. this is something that Justin and i've been talking about so i want to do that yeah um, and we have been okay at it but i yes. think writing a letter i would love just to cry profusely in front yeah. of you for the 96th time exactly and just to have it um and i think it's a good practice and something that you could do for a friend or a family member or even for yourself yeah uh write all the things that you appreciate about each other so <laughs> what your pants are undone <laughs> this entire time my pants have been undone and just just that's okay i know but i just anyway (laughs) so yeah i mean i think we had a lot of good conversation here today about insecurity and and what it can lead into what it can become there's lots more conversations to be had i Mm -hmm. think we could definitely do another episode perhaps about where to go from here when it comes to insecurities but at the same time everything we've talked about from episode one to to now uh, eight one to eight has has you know there's no one way to overcome it but like we're talking about doing the work self-awareness all these things it's all a piece of the puzzle yeah. um to to trying to tackle insecurity and we're not saying it's going to go away completely we're just no. saying you learn to live with it you learn to live with it and i think again with healing um it's not about getting rid of these things yeah. it's not about eliminate the eliminating them if you haven't noticed when someone tells you to stop think if i tell you to stop thinking about monkeys right yeah. now all you're gonna think about is monkeys. monkeys so if someone tells you to stop thinking about yeah. your insecurity stop thinking it's like that's not realistic what yeah. you're trying to do is navigate and learn how to love the parts of you yeah that need loving the most yeah acknowledge the things that are going on notice how you react try and curb those you know poor reactions try and have um empathy and compassion for yourself in those times where insecurities maybe do take over um and uh there's lots of work to be done and surrounding yourself with good people being good to yourself doing the work getting professional help if you need to like i got a team (laughs) i need a team yeah so 
Well, another podcast just working through my fucking insecurities (laughs) and life and whatnot. But it was, this was a great episode. And I think this can lead into a lot more further discussions with people. So if you do ever have questions, if you have any insecurities that you want to lay on us, give give that to us. You can email us at prettybluntpod at gmail.com. We're on also TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. That's Pretty Blunt Podcast. Um, everything's usually linked down in the in the description yeah. of the the pod. But what and do they call that? The what what is that called? Uh, the show notes, I believe. The show notes. That's what I hear other show podcasters notes. say. Uh, and also, I had something to say. Oh, we upload every Monday. Monday. Monday morning. Happy Monday. Yeah, start your Mondays off right. So get those to us. Uh, check us out, and uh, we will cry with you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.